Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and on today's show, Drive Gets Dumped. House in the Office gets some DVR bumps, and Studio 60 is actually coming back. So, yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, just a week after I uh, talk about how you all need to watch Drive, because it's a really cool show and you need to check it out, it got cancelled. It's my fault. It's because I liked it. That's what it, that's what really happened here. Um, but basically what happened is, of course, we had the uh, three-episode premiere, which wasn't rated that highly, and uh, all, even despite all the promotion that Fox did for the show. So we had... Sunday with the two-hour, which was really episodes one and two, uh, episode three aired on the Monday. And then last Monday, uh, they aired uh, episode four, uh, which scored basically 1.1 million viewers, somewhere around there. And so they, they did pull the, the plug on it. Uh, you know, this was just prior to May sweeps, so it, it made sense for them, I guess. <clears throat> uh, one of the things... Uh, that really killed it was not the the fact that its ratings were low because maybe they could have uh, they could have worked uh, worked that out a little bit longer, but rather the fact that uh, as a lead into 24, uh, the perception was that it actually hurt 24's ratings. I in fact would argue that 24 hurt 24's uh, ratings because let's face it, as far as things go, uh, they they pretty much wrapped up the main storyline and then it's like seven more episodes of something else. Really. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, this, this has not been 24's finest outing. And so I, I don't know that you could really blame Drive on that. On that, I think it was just uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time. So unfortunately, Drive is done. Um, and I don't know that they filmed enough episodes to put a spanky um, DVD together because uh, it looks like there was only two remaining episodes. That means a total of six Maybe they'll put it out on a cut-rate uh, DVD, but, you know, it's one of those things where you get that show on DVD and um, it, it's not really going to be satisfying because, of course, what you really wanted to see was the end of the race. Um, a very expensive show to produce, um, and so, unfortunately, uh, it continues uh, my, Tim Minear's, you know, uh, legacy of, of shows that don't even complete their uh, their initial order. Um, you know, there was Firefly, then there was Wonder Falls, then there was The Inside. Um, I wasn't too into The Inside, but the other shows were really were really great. And uh, so that's uh, that's what's happening. Uh, there's uh, rumors of doing either a Friday night burn off in the summer to get rid of the last two episodes, or they may just put them up online. And that seems to be the uh, the trend these days. Is let's let's get them online then. So, but here's something interesting. Because uh, looking at sort of the, the next item, what you've got is is a show that basically, hey, last night's ratings no good. This 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 isn't working. Um, having said that, Nielsen uh, last Wednesday, uh, April 25th, unveiled their time shifted viewership figures for the week ending April 8th. So we're talking about a three week lag here or a two week lag, and uh, and so you know their fate was decided. You know, hey, maybe maybe Drive was a big a big TiVo episode, a big TiVo show, and that's that's the way people were watching it. Um, as it happens, House and The Office are among TV's most uh, time shifted shows as far as uh, as DVRs go. And so what they basically said is that uh, the shows that made the biggest viewership gains in digital video recorder playback. Uh, includes several hits, several underdogs that really need the boost. So 
first off, uh, Fox's House. 2.74 million viewers in payback, and they're already sitting at 19 million live viewers. So that puts them well over uh, over uh, 21 million, and uh, really shows how strong that show is doing. Uh, next up, uh, ABC's Lost added another 2.47 uh, million up from the 10.83 million live. Um, it's not pulling in house numbers, but you know most of us would love those. You know, compare that. Compare the 10.83 million live and the 2.47 uh, uh, that are that are PVRing the show and compare that to the 1.1 that Drive got and and you can see sort of where that where that decision came from I would be interested to see what the figures for that week were though um, American Idol added uh, 2.46 million um, you know and that's adding to their 24.7 million uh, viewers that week and that's where a lot of the house stuff comes from because I believe house follows uh, uh, American Idol um, yeah because Tuesday is the performance episode so, looking at pure percentages, though, The Office, 31% boost. So, 5.7 million uh, live, but it gets it gets up to 7.5 million uh, when you add in the, the playback viewers, which sort of helps to sort of bump it up a bit. Uh, Lost was up by 22.8%, followed in percentage terms by 24, which got a 19.4% bump, and Prison Break, which got an 18.3% bump. Um, then you look at other shows like 30 Rock, Scrubs, and Friday Night Lights, which all went up by around 16% or more uh, when you factor in these audiences. Um, and, and to be fair, looking at this, there were a lot of shows that were in repeats, uh, for example, Grey's Anatomy. So, so that's you know that always kind of skews the numbers a little bit. But the fact of the matter is that... Um, you know, this is now a viable way of uh, of figuring out what ratings are. And as I said, I've said many, many times, this is going to change the face of advertising and television, because now a lot of people are, are, you know, when they start releasing numbers of how many people are zapping commercials, look out, the networks are going to be in uh, in some trouble as far as uh, as keeping the usual business model alive. Um, of course, uh, really, the last time there was a. a, a um, a time shift announcement that was made to the press was when Studio 60 uh, looked like it was getting a big boost from ratings. And not that it did a great job of keeping it on the schedule. And, you know, again, it it, come, it speaks to, uh, to can we get advertisers to buy space on this show. So anyway, just a, a, an interesting little look at, uh, at how TV ratings are changing. But having said that uh, Studio 60 didn't get much uh, luck, they are coming back. And basically it's going to start... Uh, um, Basically filling the uh, the ER slot um, right after the end of uh, of May sweeps. So uh, what's happening is Thursday nights at ten, starting on May twenty fourth, uh, we'll see the basically uh, what I think we're going to be seeing is the remaining uh, episodes that were shot. You know, and uh, I'm not sure if they've shut down production or not. Uh, it's been a while since they've aired, so so it's quite possible they filled filmed a few episodes, and it's sort of a wait and see. Uh, but the, the let's face it, the chances of Studio 60 being renewed are, are pretty slim. So originally, uh, Studio 60 was supposed to be on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. And they they got moved to Mondays after ABC put uh, Grey's Anatomy into that Thursday nine o'clock slot, and it had a great premiere. But then um, it was really looking around seven million viewers on on uh, seven million live viewers. Um, so the last actual new episode aired on February nineteenth, and then of course the Black Donnellys came in instead which didn't do well at all, six episodes, and then it was replaced with The Real Wedding Crashes, which also didn't do well. 
And here's the thing: a lot of a lot of shows they aren't really looking at uh, at, at sort of what the lead-ins are. And um, and actually, on the new Poptopia forum, go to our website at www.poptopiapodcast.com and click on the join the forum and uh, and get into some discussion. Um, uh, the guys at Comic Geek Speak have been so kind as to uh, to give me space on their forum. So uh, so check it out and also check out their show because it's excellent. Anyway, I digress. Uh, what I was saying was uh, Derek Coward from uh, Comic Book Noise and Deliberate Noise uh, had pointed out to me that, you know, because I, I was talking about Traveler last week and how it was going to be airing after Grey's Anatomy. And one of the things he pointed out was, you know, is that a really good fit? And it got me thinking, because one of the things uh, that, that you end up with here is, do these shows match up? You know, was Studio 60 a good show to come out of Heroes with? Does it make sense that the hero's viewer is going to be watching a show like Studio 60? Does it make sense that the Grey's Anatomy viewer, who will probably watch October Road because it's sort of got that whole sort of romantic angle, that sort of thing, um, appeals to a female skewing audience as does Grey's? But does Traveler do that? So is it going to get the same kind of bump that uh, there's something like, let's face it, because um, uh, October Road is basically sort of a CW quality show. You know, it's kind of one of those, uh, you know, One Tree Hill or that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, One Tree Hill, Dawson's Creek, et cetera, et cetera. It's that kind of show. And uh, w- would it have done nearly as well had it not been basically something for the Grey's Anatomy crowd to watch right after? And, you know, for people who who gave up on, on ER long ago, although the season's been very good, as I've said many times. Uh, anyway, so that's that's pretty much the scoop. Uh, as for what the specific intentions that NBC has for, uh, f- for um, Studio 60 coming back, it's not really clear. There are six episodes that are remaining, so there's a lot of speculation that, well, you know, they had to pay a lot for this show. Um, you'll recall I talked way back about the bidding war that there was for this show. Um, you know, they really thought it was going to be the next big thing, and it just didn't happen. And, you know, they had to, they made a lot of changes, all that kind of stuff, kind of moved away from what the show was about and, um, you know, focusing more on the romance angle rather than the, uh, than the running the show angle. And, uh, and it didn't work particularly well. Um, so it will be interesting to sort of see where, uh, where they end up. Um, but I think it's really just a burn off of those last remaining six, ep- six episodes because basically, you know, they, they need to make some money back from that. Uh, so speaking of shows that have been doing well, Grey's Anatomy, uh, of course, is getting a spinoff. And I mentioned this a little while back. You got uh, Tay Diggs is going to be in this. Uh, uh, Marin Dungey, who uh, we all remember as as Francie and Evil Francie from Alias, and um, Tim Daly. Love Tim Daly, but it doesn't, you know. As we know, the nine isn't coming back. Uh, but uh, so what's going to happen is uh, Shonda Rhimes uh, now basically has these two big shows to um, to deal with, and she wants to be involved in both. Uh, but of course, uh, you know, as we've seen many, many times, when someone gets into this sort of thing, you know, think Joss Whedon with uh, with with Angel, where it really sort of divided his time. Um, you, you need some foot soldiers to make sure that things are happening. In this case, uh, she's going to be sharing the workload with Krista Vernoff and Marty Noxon. Speaking of Buffy and Angel, huh? Um, 
they're going to be her go-to people for this. So uh, Ver- Krista Vernoff is going to continue as the uh, executive producer um, for uh, Grey's Anatomy. And Marty Noxon will be taking on the new show. The tentative title for the new show is Private Practice. And this is going to uh, basically take uh, Kate Walsh's character, Addison Montgomery, to Southern California. And she's going to reconnect with friends from uh, that she knew from medical school, uh, Marin Dungey primarily. And... Um, so we're going to get kind of a tryout episode for that this Thursday, uh, where they're going to basically, you know, it's a two-hour Grey's Anatomy, and they're going to try out the show and sort of see what kind of reaction they get to uh, to Addison uh, Montgomery in, in the new setting. Uh, Krista Vernoff, of course, we remember from Wonder Falls. Uh, she was also with Charmed and has been with Grey's Anatomy since the first season. Um, and has written several episodes. And uh, so she's been a, an executive producer for a little while, but now it looks like she's going to be the showrunner for uh, for this particular show, which is great. Um, and, of course, Marty Noxon, who we all remember from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She ended up leaving then to go on after Buffy ended to create, uh, I think it was Point Pleasant, which didn't last very long at all. And um, the big news last year was that she was going to be uh, the showrunner for Brothers and Sisters which didn't work out, although I think that's why there's, um, you know, the uh, character played by um, Brenda from Six Feet Under, whose real name is escaping me at the moment. Um, her, uh, she and her husband, the last name is Whedon, as in Joss Whedon. So, uh, so we know that was sort of a, a Marty Noxon stamp right there. Anyway, she joined uh, Grey's Anatomy as a consulting producer midway through this season after the whole flap at... Um, at Brothers and Sisters, and uh, has written uh, a few episodes, including the uh, the last leg of the uh, the three part fairy crash story uh, that happened during uh, February sweeps, which was of course the uh, the sort of uh, at death's door scenes, and uh, something of course that she is uniquely suited to do. Um, other things that are coming up on the lot is it on the lot? We got to wait for it. Really, what what I'm doing is I'm stalling because my web browser is a little slow. Uh, on the lot, yes. Uh, it is, this is one of Fox's summer reality series. And, uh, so the, the judges have been determined. The first round of judges will be Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. Uh, Brett Ratner, uh, director of uh, uh, everything from the Rush Hour movies. Uh, he was also a co-creator of, um, or an executive producer anyway, on uh, Prison Break and, in fact, directed the first episode. Um, so, Carrie Fisher, Brett Ratner, Gary Marshall... Gary Marshall, seriously, and John Avnet. Uh, John Avnet, uh, I believe, works on 24. So they're going to be judges for the opening audition episodes of On the Lot. And what On the Lot is, is this is uh, a series from Mark Burnett of Survivor fame and Steven Spielberg of Steven Spielberg fame. And this is a, a filmmaking series. And so basically 12,000 people submitted videos, and it's all going to be sort of whittled down. So those are the judges. Anyway, that's all the time we got for today. Comments, as always, are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, head on over to poptopiapodcast.com and uh, join our forum and uh, join in the discussion. Have a great week.